welcome to yet another edition of Old Titans. Once again, I am John Paul. I'm Red. Yes, I was about to say we have guests here, but she jumped right in. <laughs> sorry, so, I'm sorry. I'm surprise, sorry. we have guests. And Red. this is why you never invited to this is why This is why I don't get invited. This is why I just show up. <laughs> so the first guest is Red. Just Red. Just Red. Just Red. Nick. I'm Matt. So Nick and Matt and... The one and only B-Man, which with pathetic name, Red. Red, really? I like red. I like red terror better, which is why you. Well, then you can continue. The uninvited red. But at least it's a full name instead of just a letter. It is true. So there's that. B man, superheroish. B man. In case people couldn't tell, the second half of that. Mm -hmm. Well, they might not. Okay. So getting back on topic, uh, as promised, this is our Star Wars special. That's why we have such a large audience. In fact, we even have an audience member there on the table. That probably is never going to speak up or say anything, but we do have an audience here. And she so. terrifies the living out of me, I'm just letting you know right now. Yeah. So I'm going to let her stay over there. Love you. So, Star Wars special. Star Wars special. This is this is a very, very special one for all of us. I think Star Wars holds a special place in everyone's heart. Um, we're going to start with answering B-Man's question. Do you want to remind us of your question from last time? Top three Star Wars movies in your opinion. Including Rogue One. Including Rogue One. All right. So up to it, including Rogue One, but not made for TV movies, not cartoons, not anything well, else. Let me tell you one thing. If you pick the Star Wars Christmas special, your opinion is now null and void. Got it. So we're throwing that out there right now. So it go ahead. Pick, pick it if you want to. Pick it if you want. That's great. But it wasn't a Christmas special. It was a light day special. I, you know, that makes it worse. Okay. Actually. That's Just saying. All right. But it did introduce Boba Fett. Well, that's true, and it was still it's terrible. Definitive origin. Definitive. <laughs> yeah, that was that's it. What it was. All right. Or the Ewok special as well. But we're going with the main movies. Theatrical releases. Yes. Episodes one through whatever. I say through whatever because when somebody's listening to this, who knows what it will be up to at that point? But one through seven at this Nobody point. Nobody listens to this. Going no one on. listens to this. Okay. Right. One through seven at this point, and Rogue One. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you what, I'll kick it off. Same as we did before, and we'll go around the room and see what everybody thinks. So mine, we're supposed to give the top three. Yep. I assume you want to do them like Kevin in order, David Letterman, top you countdown. You're just picking it. Well, I'm going to say my number one, my number one, and my number one are all the same. Because I, I couldn't pick a one. I had, to, I had to pick three that tied. Wow. I'm picking A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Rogue One. Because there's such different types of movies, I really can't put one above the other. I could easily put them above the chapters one through three. No question there, but I can't do anything else because one is more of an adventure movie, one is more of a drama, and one is more of a war movie. From different eras, different technical abilities, different acting abilities, I got to put all three there at number one for different reasons. Okay, there's my choice. Red. Uh, well, kind of sort of the same, but uh, I do will actually put mine in order. Uh, number three for me is going to be uh, Rogue One. Number two is uh, is a New Hope. And number one is going to be Empire Strikes Back. Seeing a theme here. Yeah. But they're all good, though. They're all really good. They are really good. I get to go Rogue One, number three. Mm-hmm. I'm actually saying Force Awakens, number two. It, it wasn't really, but my daughter, I took her to see it with me. She was four years old, the same age I saw Empire Strikes Back as mm-hmm. the first movie. Which Empire Strikes Back is number one, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's special to me that way, so I get to keep it that way. All right, so we have deviation from the established pattern already. Oh, yeah, I'm a rebel. What can I say? Bad. Well, I'll probably you, be a little controversial just because I think it's fresh, but Rogue One is my favorite. 
Okay. Yeah. I like the serious no. tone, the war movie. Oh, that works. Awesome. Then I'd probably go New Hope after that. Yeah. And then uh, Force Awakens. Okay. Which, those two films are so similar. They all hit the same kind of story beats. The only reason I don't put Empire in there is because it feels like half a movie. Like the ending is a cliffhanger, True. which bothers me. They did leave that on the cliffhanger. So yeah. it has a lot of cool moments, but as a, like a complete film, I don't think it's as good as those other two. Mm. Makes sense. And Mr. Matt. Um, I mean, I think this is obvious. Number three is going to be Phantom Menace. Number two. <laughs> 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 so you wow. just took a full turn. B man's leaving. Um, no, no, say that. Say that one more time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to try a different sound effect here. Say it one more time. Phantom Menace is number three. <laughs> All, right. All right, he's just been shot. Okay. Um, oh no. No, uh, seriously though, I would go number three, uh, New Hope. Uh, yep. Number two is uh, Force Awakens, and number one is Rogue One for me. Okay. Nice. No empire. So it back so to back. So it seems like our our big difference there is whether or not people want to put in Force Awakens. That that seems to be the big and taking off change. Empire. Well, but it's it's it has to take off one of them. Did you notice Rogue One never came off? It was either Empire or New Hope that came yeah. off. But not. again, is it fair? I had Rogue One too as well. But let's be real: is it fair to have Rogue One in there? Yes. But do you think you better than a lot how of How many times movies? have you seen other movies? Oh, you've seen Empire, New Hope, everything, hundred times, right? I agree. Not like, oh, really? I think once was enough. For it's just everyone. I've seen Rogue One once. I haven't analyzed it enough times. Maybe we'll drop. Maybe we'll get better. I, I mean, I thought it was great. I thought I really great. did, but I don't know if it's really fair to put it up there. I think it was fair to put it above Force Awakens, or to compare it to Force Awakens. Forget about whether you put it above or below to compare it to it because they're both very new. Yeah. No matter how many times you've seen. Force Awakens, it's still fresh. You, you've still got that same fresh feeling versus the you know a couple of decades or more for the other movies. So those you can compare pretty clearly. Um, and i got to say it, you know it's coming. And this one doesn't have Kylo Ren. Not having Kylo Ren immediately moved it ahead. But <laughs> Kylo Ren is kind of awesome. He has the potential to be kind of awesome. Oh, I, w- I oh, will say, <laughs> until Rogue One come out and you get the cool Vader scene, Kylo Ren is just as cool as Vader. He didn't do anything in that original trilogy that made him cool. Yeah. Vader? Yeah, he choked the guy, and then he had like some real slow fight scenes with Obi-Wan, where they kind of just waved their wands <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, he would, sure, like, looking back, oh yeah, he was cool, but, I mean... Really? We should qualify this with the fact that Matt is a child. <laughs> and has only ever seen the original trilogy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Me and Matt out. are the same age. Oh. All right. So, okay. For, for clarification. Yes, for clarification. This show is called Old Titans, which refers primarily to myself and B-Man. They're super old. <laughs> we're, the, we're the super old ones. Sort of. But yeah, I was eight years old when A New Hope came out. Yeah, I was one. And B-Man was one. I guess everybody else was not yet even What year did that of. come out? 1977. Yep, that was before I was born. One year before I was born. One year before you were born. So you're, you're right there on the edge of being part of the old yeah, I never Titans. saw any of the original trilogy in the theater. It was all on video. Yeah. And then our, then our other two people here, they are young enough to be my kids. Yep. So that we do have a, ge- a generational difference. I, I honestly would not have been surprised if one of the first three movies had been in y'all's top three. I wouldn't have been happy about it, <laughs> but there is a difference when you see something at, you know, as a kid, for me, eight years old, um, 
and so on with each movie. But you know. Don't get me wrong. There were things about the original prequels that I really liked. I love Darth yeah. Maul. Darth Maul was amazing. I love Guy Quan Jin. You can change the name right. Disqualified. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jin, bite me. <laughs> Point is, is they had all had these good elements, but they got ruined overall, like from the overarching plot, which made me really sad. They did. They did. And that's, and that's unfortunate, because the same person who made such an incredible universe and mm-hmm. such incredible characters and gave us A New Hope, which was in at least multiples of us, you know, top yeah. list, also gave us that. He gave us the best and the worst. But going back to Matt's question here, I mean... Did Vader have to be intimidating? And his whole factor from episode four until six was his intimidation factor. He kind of walked in the room and you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to leave this guy alone. Well, I think his problem was that all the characters in the scenes acted like, oh, crap, here's Darth Vader. But they didn't give you anything to show you why they were afraid, which I liked. I'm like, okay, this guy's scary. And part of it was was the point in the story, too. When you see the first movie, especially in 77, when there's nothing else, nobody can tell you anything about it, you're coming into it, and they have a little more leeway. So when Darth Vader just casually starts choking you know, one of the generals around a big round table <laughs> without even touching him, and utters such cool lines as your lack of faith is disturbing, mm-hmm. that alone was enough to just cement him as one of the baddest of the bad, because you had nothing else to compare it to. You had no, you had no action. You had yeah. nothing else, so that worked, and it cemented him in that role before you got into needing it proved to you. Yeah, you have to look at it from the perspective I did. I saw this prequel trilogy. I saw that in, in its entirety before I ever saw any other Star Wars. And I mean, Darth Maul was jumping around with his double sided lightsaber, you know, yeah. killing Jedi's. Like that was way cooler as a kid. Again, like you're saying, you saw these as a kid. I saw the prequels as right. a kid. Darth Maul was way cooler than Darth Vader. And you even heard, like, oh, Darth Vader is the baddest of the bad, so you're expecting this. She hyped up for him, yeah. I I, I see that. And then you have that fight with Obi-Wan that is not a fight. They just stand there, they do the little swingy swing. We watched that again on YouTube. It's not great, all right? Don't come at me with that. It was shot well. (laughs) It is shot well, sure, but that's a limitation of what they were doing, too. I mean, Do you think his fight with Luke was better? No, I think that might have been even worse. There's like this weird climbing thing Luke does. He throws a lightsaber, but it like just, it's all bad. It's all bad, but that's because those movies are super old. What they are. Super old, he says. What they are, I mean, like, the scene itself is cool, sure, but like, because of their limitations on what they were able to do, I don't think it was fully realized, right? And I think his scene in Rogue One is the realization of how cool Darth Vader is supposed to be. And George Lucas agrees with you, which is why he keeps changing things. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, it's almost like comparing Jason Bourne to James Bond. For people who've grown yeah, up exactly. more with Bourne, you expect that kind of action. A lot of people would say Bourne is a whole lot cooler. Well, there's no question. Sean Connery as James Bond is the coolest of cool for that type of thing on screen. But it's the attitude. It's not the action sequences. Yeah. Something filmed in the 60s with a different approach, not necessarily what they were able to do, but just a different approach, you have to take each one for what it is. So. When you look at Darth Vader in the original yeah. trilogy, he's the coolest person there, mm-hmm. but then once you open it up to all the other movies, and like if, as far as what he's done, other people did cooler things. I agree with you, other than Han Solo was the coolest there. Mm-hmm. No, that's ridiculous. Went, oh, oh, oh my. Oh, I don't know about that one. Are we going to come to blows, gentlemen? Uh, as long lose. as we can all agree that Han shot first. Then Han we'll shot first. I, I do agree with yes, that, yes. The first time I saw that movie, he did not. 
Yes, but that's because you're too young. I'm just saying that's that's George Lucas's real vision. All right, let's let's not. <laughs> Let's not get away from what Hey, I'm actually, let's, let's go back here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas, the whole reason that Han didn't shoot first, because he felt guilty of Leia hooking up with, you know, a guy that would shoot first. So he's okay with Han Solo being a drug dealer. <laughs> but shooting at a guy who has a gun pointed at you, that's where he draws the line. Which I think is part of the beauty of Rogue One, because it reminds you that this isn't a black and white world. Like, these characters have their own motivations, and it leads into, yeah. you know, a new Ex- hope. That's perfectly. 100% correct. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of, that's a great segue. Speaking of not yeah. a black and white world, let's start, tar- start talking actually about the thing that brought us to this moment, this episode, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. That yes. is the very first thing we're going to talk about. Well, yeah. Or say to our audience. Well, I'm just saying, because you tend to mention spoilers after you... After you say the spoiler, and then you go, by the way, this, spoilers. I've listened to this podcast <laughs> yeah. from the beginning, I'm, I'm you making, are a little lax on yeah, yeah, I'm making sure we get this point out first. This is true. I mean, I don't want to spoil for anybody that, you know, what, that Darth Vader is really Luke's dad or anything like that before I say spoilers. Mm-hmm. You know, and hopefully anybody who's listening to this that cares that we're going to be talking about spoilers has already watched the movie since yeah. it's now, you know, five days after it came out. And if they don't care, keep going. If you do care, what the heck is your problem? Why haven't you been to see the movie yet? Well, I have good news for this, though. Because everyone that listens to our podcast is in this room right now. (laughs) So we're actually okay. (laughs) There is that. There is that. All right. So, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about anything and everything Rogue One over the next few minutes, since we talked quite a while about our first topic there. Uh, It depends on how long the timer on my little iPad here allows us to talk. That being said, let's just get general opinions out of the way first. I have a feeling since we all put it in the top three, general opinions is Rogue One was Very fantastic. Yes. Right. I yeah. went with a group of friends, and two of those groups of friends didn't realize what was going to happen at the end of the movie. So they, I watching their their facial expressions just go through the heartbreak of what was happening, and I just I felt so bad. I'm like, how do you not know that? Well, <laughs> did everybody here know the basic idea behind the story, that this was the yeah. rebels stealing the Death Star plans? Yes. yes. I knew that. Okay. that I thought that was pretty clear that was out there in the trailers and other stuff, but I'm, I wasn't 100% sure. Because like you said, mm-hmm. there have been a handful of people I've actually read posts online from mm-hmm. who didn't even know that that was part of the story. They, yeah, either because they, they didn't pay attention or... They didn't want to know. They wanted to go in completely. There was a lot of that going on. People who would avoid the trailers, they would avoid the the theater yep. like screen caps of things. They would just completely put on those little like anti avoiding things on Google. Where yep. if anything Star Wars broke one pops up, it immediately just like <laughs> but blocks it. I have good news for you as well in that because everything that happened in the trailer did not happen in the movie at all. All those scenes weren't in the movie. Yeah, that's which true. Could, they pulled which, a lot of it out. Yeah, which could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you feel. Like, if there was a scene in the trailer that you really wanted to see flushed out, but then it didn't happen, you, you both sides of the coin on that one. When Jin ran to the thing... Oh, interruption. Boo. 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 He fired. Hey, sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> when Jin ran to the plant and the TIE fighter came up, like, that's going to be so cool. Didn't happen. Yeah. So I was disappointed in that part. Yeah, I wonder how much of that was lost with those reshoots and, and stuff like that. The good news is yeah, we have a lot, lot of to look forward to in the director's cut. That is true. Yeah, we were talking that we heard about these reshoots to lighten the tone. I'm like, God, the original must have been like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I read an interview with the director, uh, writer-director on this, and he said that originally it wasn't as dark. I mean, if you go back to the original pitch, they assumed they would not be allowed to kill everybody. They'd have to leave a couple of people alive. Mm-hmm. It's a Star Wars movie. Spoilers. 
But we we assumed, um, or he assumed that they just didn't have any choice. Yeah, I think Disney would go that dark. Disney right. went there. And in the pitch meeting to where, okay, here's our story, it was actually the Disney president who said, that just doesn't feel right. It seems like all these characters need to die, mm-hmm. which, well, yes, they probably did for this story. I'm hoping they don't, you know, make every one of their standalone movies so definitively ended. Not necessarily death, but, like, done. You can't have any more. I don't want them to cap off every one shot to where you can't have any more. Right. A young Han Solo movie, we hope we could have several young Han Solo movies. And they don't end the Han Solo movie with him walking into the most Lysi Cantina with with um, Chewie saying, hey, let's get a drink. You know, let's, let's hope it didn't go all the way to that point. I believe we have a... Dis- yeah, I, Matt was shaking his head. Yeah, we have a little no, sh- you, head shake there. You, Probably don't need any Han Solo movies. I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm excited about it because I, I like um, Donald Glover. He's going to be um, Lando. 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 He's going to be a great Lando. And I'm sure the movie will be fine, but like... I have to agree with that. I think a Han Solo like miniseries would be better for like, a, like on HBO. I think sure. Lee Han Solo alone. How about if we get George Lucas to come back and do the Young Han Solo Adventures? And they could about, even do it twice. No. Have one as a kid and alternate episodes with one where he's a teenager. Well, see, I'm glad you brought that up because now you still speak foolishness yeah. that you do from the other podcast. So I'm glad you're the same guy. Well, for those who didn't get it, that was a reference to Young Indiana Jones. Yes, yes, yes Okay, just making sure everybody got it. No, that. we got that. Well, Which they Mark just Lucas loves going back and showing characters as children. Yes. Like Boba Fett. No. All that being said, I actually loved the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. But maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Yeah, you were, actually. That's good. I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen anything? They're very good. Sean Patrick Flannery, the, the older of the younger Oh, yeah. This is, no, let's, talk about, let's talk about your bad TV shows during Star Wars. Go ahead. No, <laughs> keep mentioning it. What other things do you like to watch? Hey, you had Han Solo in there. Yes, he, he was the ancestor of Han Solo or the descendant. Depending on if it was a long time ago or in the future or back and forth. No, this, is, this is actually there. getting worse. This conversation is getting worse. Okay. Yes. So back on topic. Blade Runner at least would be well, closer. Actually, if you want to talk about Han Solo ancestors, if we're including the games in this, then technically... Okay, yeah, not canon anymore, not unfortunately. Not unfortunately. All, all those got wiped. His, Kylo Ren, that's all we go right there. And to Kylo Ren. Oh, one last comment on Kylo Ren. Oh, one last go, comment. One last the whole, thing. is he cooler or not cooler or anything else? Yes, you're right. Darth did not do as much in the original... Series. Okay. But if you just take their voice, you have Darth Vader. And you have Kylo Ren. You don't have that at all. That is not. You, that you, was you a terrible just make impression it, of both of them. That was. I will admit that was a terrible, terrible Darth Vader. However, the whiny emo Kylo. Every Skywalker has been whiny. As a matter of fact, the female Skywalkers, none of them whiny. The male Skywalkers, do you want a tissue? Is that what you want? You want to show the oh, Anakin? I'm sorry, my heart bleeds for you. Shut up, Anakin. Yeah. He's only half Skywalker. He's a Solo too. Okay, well that's probably why. He... That's where the dullness came from. It is. Wow, you just just throwing that one out there. I'm... All right, I do want to ask since there's one part that seems to be controversial in this new movie, at least on the internet, and I don't know why, because I thought it was the coolest part of the movie outside of the story overall, just mm-hmm. at, when you start looking at individual moments, the use of, well, 3D, your latest technology, to bring back Tarkin. Yeah, forget about Leia for a minute. That that, that was just a, a brief bit. moment. Yeah. That, that was kind of what I was expecting for anything else. But the amount they used Tarkin in this, the fact that we got the Grand Moff himself... Walking around, talking, 
emoting, not Kylo emoting, but being the cool, the the ultra cool Peter Cushing, that was just incredible for me. I don't know what everybody else thought. Uh, all right, here's the thing about the Uncanny Valley. As, as someone speaking from a 3D artist perspective, it's 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 a gap that's closing, but it's still going to be there. You're always going to be able to tell the difference between a real person and a fake person. It's just that, that's why they call it the Uncanny Valley. No one knows why. It's just an instinctual thing. For me, the minute he turned around, I knew he was a CGI character. I knew. Granted, I knew that Tarkin had already, the actor for Tarkin had passed away many years ago. Yes. But the point is, is that even if I didn't know that, if I was like a little kid. Which you I are. S- bite. Anyway, <laughs> even if I was like a little kid, even the kids noticed that he wasn't a real person. But for the special effects that they did have, I thought they did a very good job. I think they did a better job with Leia, though. Yeah, I would like, agree with that. Yeah, I think and that, that might have just been because better. it was so quick. That might have been it, too. I, I think the Leia one, for a brief glimpse, mm-hmm. looked better for that brief moment. Yeah. But I don't think the work they did on Leia could have held up for the length of scenes that Tarkin had. No, I think no. Tarkin's was much better if for like That model of his face was perfect. Absolutely. Yes, perfect Going back model. to what she said, you put him in a scene with real people and he looked like a cartoon. Because we talked about this earlier but before we got on the show. If they hadn't have just done his head, if they had done his head like and maybe just a bit of his upper torso also a CGI just to help it blend better, because you could immediately tell that the collar of his suit was real. But his face was not. So if they had done the whole thing, it might have been a little... The that, flow might have been a little That's because this was a real person. I mean, we did have a real yeah, actor sitting It was there. a real actor with, yeah. like, the, the green screen on it and the, right. the sensors attached to his face. So that's how they got the mouth to move and all of that. Because uh, have y'all seen mocap? Y'all have yeah. seen the process for yeah. mocapping? Yeah. They do that for faces now. They put mm-hmm. the dots on and so on and so I forth. Mean, and that's how they did that. Yeah, I think it's, it's... It didn't bother me. Obviously, yeah, you notice he's not real. I think it's weird that... So many people have such a problem with it in the same movie that has you know spaceships and <laughs> addicts walking around. Well, it's, it's like weird because that creep stuff factor. doesn't throw you like that. That's droid. because you don't know how that should actually look, right? right? Yeah, it's just the it's, face. Yeah. But that I, I droid think, blends into the scenes. Like, sure, it's like a real yeah. droid standing. Yeah, K two S O. You didn't really care that that yeah, was. Yeah, that was I bought true. that totally. But I see the yeah. CG guy standing there, and I'm like, mm, he's I think not real. More than anything else, though, what it does is sets this weird standard because they're not going to do it for a young Han Solo. They're not going to you know, give him Harrison Ford's face. So right. why did you ever do that here? I think even if you would have done it, but you get that reflection off the mirror or the, off the window like when you first see him. Which is all I was it. expecting. That was all yeah. I yeah, was Yeah, and I think that's what everybody was expecting. Yeah. If you stop there, that's cool. Yeah, he I looks just like him. Limited use would have been nicer, I think. Uh, they did as good a job as you could to yeah, do they, that I, face, they, but they, they just overused it. I just I I agree. totally agree. I will agree totally with agree. that one hundred percent. I would have been perfectly fine if he had been in ten times more scenes. He was Peter Cushing is just one of those actors I could just sit there and watch over and over and over and in lots of movies. He's he's and I know it's not really Peter Cushing, but he's so cool. But to show you kind of a difference between the Kylo and the Darth Vader thing and the action versus non, um, the bad guy in this, the main bad guy that was um, Krennic. Krennic. Mm-hmm. Krennic was fine as a bad guy until he's standing in front of Tarkin. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Tarkin starts speaking, there was just something about the presence. You immediately saw Krennic as half a bad guy. He just was no he was nowhere near as cool as Tarkin. Tarkin was the real evil, the real the okay, real bad guy. He, it was leading up to the, the original trilogy, so it makes sense. Yeah. But Krennic mean, Krennic came off as a middle management guy. He's somebody yeah, he who was wanted, desperate. Yeah, he was desperate. He yeah. wanted to be elevated up to real evil. Yeah. But he just wasn't there yet. <laughs> he just wasn't there. <laughs> 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 evil. 
I mean, my goodness, he went all the way to Darth Vader to, you know, hey, can you make me more evil? Darth Vader's like, no, no, you, I can't make right. you more evil. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what made that villain cool, though, is that you do feel for him. You're like, I, I don't get why you want to do this, <laughs> but I get that you want to do this. And you're like... He's yeah. very passionate. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, you get it. When, you know, for Darth Vader, you don't get it. You just know he's menacing. But you don't want, of course, you have all those trilogies or prequels to give you as motivations. Well, it is Star Wars. We all love the cool characters. Who's the coolest character in the movie? Coolest or favorite? Coolest. Oh, never mind. Uh, I mean, combination. Coolest has to be, oh my god, what is this? The blind man. Uh, Think it over. Cherrick. Cherrick? Cherrick. Easily coolest character. I liked his companion better with the bass. Really? Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, he. He was cool, you know. He's he's out there beating everybody with a stick and stuff. But the fact that his his buddy always had his back, even though he's like, even though he I don't he was crazy. need love. Yeah. I have you. Like I, I I appreciated that character more, and I thought he was cooler, especially like the way he he you know, carries on that fight and he's doing like the shotgun. The, that relationship actually, is yeah, that was, was the best part of the movie, yeah. in my opinion. It worked really well. My my favorite and the coolest are the same. Maybe Jared. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's the best. I get to say K two. And I won't argue with that because he was that. super cool. He was K2 great. Was great. He'd he come was in, my favorite. I mean, he'd come in second that. as my f- mm-hmm. second favorite, not the second coolest, but mm-hmm. second favorite. Yeah. I'd, I I'd give Bayes the second yeah. coolest. Well, K2 took everybody out by himself. He did pretty good damage. He oh, he did. He was the droid that you kind of hoped for the other movies. These yeah. are the droids you're looking for. Yeah, he's the droid I was looking for for yeah. all those movies. A, a, he was the comic relief without being annoying. Yes, exactly. actually kind of rare in a Star Wars movie. I know. No Jar Jar talk. No, yeah, no exactly. Jar Jar. Even C three PO, I think people get annoyed C three PO was really yeah. more of a butler, though. It's really he really was. I mean, he was the accent. Like, it's the accent. It's the accent. But like a cool butler, <laughs> like Batman's butler. <laughs> and and you became okay with C three PO being annoying at times because bad stuff kept happening to him. So yeah. as soon as you got annoyed with him, something bad would happen. So you felt okay with it because <laughs> well, they were annoyed too. So they knocked him down a chute or they blasted him or something. You were okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he annoyed the characters, too, so yes. it makes sense. Yeah, that, that worked. No, it, it cheer it. Uh, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. I'm, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. How many little kids, the next day on the playground, were walking around reciting that <laughs> yeah, with their friend right next to them instead of boom, Actually, boom, you know, brrr, I mean, the machine gun... Finally, that, that I was I don't cool. know that any kids were doing that. They were so shell-shocked from all those characters dying. <laughs> they didn't go outside the next Is day. Is this supposed to be a Star Wars movie? I thought everybody lived. I told my daughter that Jin survived, you know. She went to the sunset. That's all it was. No, she, uh, she She gone. She, she, <laughs> she didn't come back. They're, they're gone. They're, they're toast. In theory, K2SO could be revived. No, not he's gone. No, I, I, no, I thought of, I thought of a way. This is kind of a retcon type thing. Oh, this would yeah. be one that if Jeff Johns was writing this, he could oh, make okay. it work. All right, so he's connected in. He's doing all the computer searches. <laughs> he's doing all the rest. He's letting him know where the tape is, the disc, or the whatever the magnetic media or optical media it was. It was a hard drive. It was a hard That's drive. That's what it would look like. Okay, great. He downloaded his consciousness, a copy of himself, onto that. So when it's transmitted out, a copy of him would be out there. Later. When we weren't watching, somebody discovered that, tacked onto the Death Star plans, and downloaded it into a new body. And so K2SO 2.0 can live on. Your foolishness is just right up there like it always is. Congratulations on that, by the way. I, you, just when I thought I, you're as foolish as you could be, you reached the third I think, level. I think 
if this was the old days, I could have won a no prize for Marvel with that ex- explanation. Turns out that's actually where R two D two gets his personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. There you <laughs> go. R two was around a long time. No, you blinked. If you blinked, you missed him. Yeah. Well, we didn't see him do anything uh, ridiculous yet. Considering okay. he pretty much saves everybody in the original prequels. When they download I the mean, plans into the prequels and boom. original overwrites his programming. He oh yeah. I mean, R two is great. R two saved the lives of the entire prequels. Then Obi Wan sees him in Episode Four. I don't know who that is. Well, of course not. He just saved your life a hundred times. Why would you know who that yeah. is? Yeah. All those droids old. look the same. <laughs> they look the same. For the same call tag, of course. Yeah. So what, what about scenes? Uh, was there a favorite moment? Not necessarily the entire scene, but was, was there a favorite moment for anybody that just stood out? As oh, in, actually, that's the scene I remember most. Before we go to that, since what, we're talking yeah. about characters, yeah. the one disappointing character, I don't even remember his name, is... Uh, Forrest Whitaker, Forrest right? Whitaker's yeah. character. Because he seemed like they were going to go somewhere with that, and he was really cool, and it just it was very he anticlimactic. Is, um, Saul Guerrero, he, is, he has already appeared. He was in Clone Wars first. Okay. So this was his first live-action appearance. So... I have not seen him in Clone Wars. Um, I was one of those people who just didn't enjoy Clone Wars, even though I understand it's wonderful. So was Rebels. I'm not going to argue that. It just didn't appeal to me. But some people have said this is kind of the culmination of his journey that began there. Okay, so but, it's kind of a, a nice tag for people who watch that right. show, and if you didn't, and he could still appear. Oh well, yeah, he could still appear in Rebels again in theory because Rebels yeah. is taking place before this. Before. So you could see the middle part of his journey. And then this being the capper. And I'm actually going to agree with Nick, too, because that big speech he makes in the trailer mm-hmm. does not happen in the movie. Yeah. Again, still bothers me about that. Again, it's both sides of the coin. You know, on the one hand, the entire movie is unspoiled for you. On the other hand, all the cool stuff that happened in the trailer, you don't get to see that flushed out. It's kind of point. And now that I, I found that out, I think you're the one who told me that Clone Wars and Rebels are now are actually part of the Disney cinematic Star Wars universe. Yes, so I they, they are canon. all of those now. They are the only thing canon outside of the movies and the new books that have been put out to go with these new movies. And actually, Ghost, the ship from Rebels, is actually in um, oh. this movie real briefly. Yeah. And Chopper. I didn't see Chopper. I know, it's because you blinked. <laughs> I, I'm actually questioning if Chopper is in this movie or not. Hey, I don't even know who Chopper is since I don't watch Rebels, okay, but I well. read from people who well, I believe that said it. The interweb said it? It has interwebs. to be true. I'm Something sorry. I am, it has to be true. Chopper, never mind. I take it back. Chopper's actually, in the movie. They actually had a picture of Chopper on the thing, but I don't know anything about I Chopper. want this link. I hope he drives okay. a motorcycle. That would be great. That would be great. Or he's got like two big knives on his hands or something. <laughs> All right, so moments. Moments. What? What is your favorite moment? Uh, piggybacking off of, um, what was his name again? Sports Whitaker? Saul Guerrero. Yeah, like that moment where... They shoot the Jedi City, and it you know you have the big wall of like death coming at them. Like I, you've I've seen you know New Hope, and you see them blow up a planet, and like that's all cool, but it's like you know practical effects, and it's got the little frillies around it when it blows up. I felt like this was the first time I'd actually seen like the power of the Death Star, and like that was one of my favorite moments in the movie for sure. Because you you see them blow that city up, and just like the slow wall, and it's just destroying everything around it. Very cool. Very cool. It's just a minute fraction of the power. To yeah, it. and even though it's, yeah, it's yeah. not its full potential, like because you're on the ground level with it, you feel like you're getting mm-hmm. like that experience of what it can actually do firsthand. With this movie, there are so many moments. I don't know. I mean, the beach scene when the characters get picked off one by one, you're like, oh, he just oh, died. Oh, it's heart wrenching. Oh, yeah. Even though he knew it was coming. 
And then the Vader scene at the end of the movie, like, what the heck? That's the Vader you've been waiting for. Yes. Yeah. So and it's kind of like, him. I don't know what's the better scene. I mean, those two, just, it, I love the movie. It's, it, hard. It's, hard to, it's hard to pick one. There's so many. Yeah. Either one line's being said. Oh, yeah, the put the bag over my head. Yeah. Yeah, really? I, I'm blind, which that's probably, probably my personal favorite, is we finally got a Force user that wasn't a Jedi. Yeah. That was probably my favorite part, which means that normal people... Not necessarily, you know, gifted Jedi people can also be part of the Force, and that made me very happy. And treating it like a religion again, and not just yes, it's definitely a religion. I do wonder how many Metaclorians was in him. <laughs> they don't exist. We're gonna they, kick they, you they, out. They have a due account. <laughs> they they do not exist. That 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 is from the non-canon. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true, super canon, actually. I'm going to pretend it's non-canon. It's not Disney canon. There we go. That. There we go. Um, I will say one part that I thought was really cool, but it didn't quite hit what I wanted it to hit. It has nothing to do with this movie. It's not their fault. They were probably right for not doing it. But the scene there where the Jetta City is being blown up, mm-hmm. we get that test. That was cool. You're right. That was Very cool. cool. For the, all it's the reasons you said. Too. And as the ship picks them up, and you have K2SO, you know, flying them out, and they don't think they're going to make it, I so wanted K2SO to just say, I'm a leaf on the wind. Right in that moment. Alan! <laughs> yes! Alan Tudyk voiced K2SO. He's Alan's washed so from Firefly, great. and that would have been his moment. It, it wouldn't have fit, but that would have been He has a bad so feeling. Wonderful. Someone will edit it in a later. bad feeling comment, which is they cut off, which I thought was great. The bad feeling was great. A lot of the little stuff, um, I know everybody points out some of the bigger cameos, but even some of the small ones. Some of the action figures I owned, that the only place they ever existed was inside um, the Jawa's transport. Mm-hmm. You never saw them outside of that transport. You actually saw them walking around Jetta City or other places. That was cool. Uh, the little mouse droid thing running mm-hmm. around with the stormtroopers. Yeah. Um, the power droids. I mean, you name it. All these little things that's been so long. It's like, hey, they're back. But we're not overdoing it. We're not going, you know, cameras on it. We're shining a light on it saying, hey, look, look, remember. They just fleshed out the world and made it feel real. Yeah. But now I feel bad for Dr. Evanson, wherever his name is, in Ponda. Because they get bumped <laughs> into on this planet in Jeddah. They barely escape. But they escape? They're probably, they barely escape. They're probably going to Tatooine, Moss Eisley, release a little steam, alive or alive. Luke Skywalker steals their seat. He's like, what the heck, man? This can't happen to me again. Then what happens? He loses an arm. And gets, I mean... Those guys are having a bad day. Yeah. There is a continuation story we need. I think that was the Force. The Force binds us, connects us. It, it controls all of our lives to some degree. What if that was a Force trying to make them better people? It I know. Save their lives on Jeddah. I think this is Michael Bay Final Destination junk right there, now, personally. It, it, the Force saved their lives, put them in most likely where they needed to be, introduced them to characters they need to be introduced to, to give them a new lease on life, a new direction. What if they went on to be some of the grandest heroes in the entire With one Republic? Arm? That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Very impressive. I mean, you could replace yeah. arms to Star Wars. I mean, we replaced hands, and entire bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it's way better. It's way better. <laughs> Especially with their technology from a long time ago, where everything works so perfectly that you can feel... Except you know, email. Yeah. Except email. Except, Except email. for email. But they that finally covered it. size is so large. They, they finally covered that, though. You're right. You mentioned it to before. They finally covered the thing that fans for decades have been well, arguing about. Well, they still haven't covered how come the Death Shot come right to your planet 
and not mess with the environment at all. They didn't cover that part. And I kind of like, oh, you figured there might be a typhoon there on a beach, too, especially. Something but would happen. Your plane's going to get blown up soon anyway. So. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they don't really care if they're messing with the environment because they're blowing you up. Yeah. Okay, fair so enough. So maybe they didn't say nothing happens. And they do have, you know, gravity, anti-gravity technology and all, gravity control. Maybe they have a whole field around the entire thing that prevents it from impacting others. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That could be. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. No, you'd think that George Lucas didn't think of that far ahead. That's he doesn't have this to. This is true. The fans do it for him. <laughs> but that's you're fair not enough. wrong. <laughs> that's fair enough. I would say, though, another moment that... You only get one moment. Oh, Matt. I'm sorry. Being greedy. <laughs> uh, we'll give you two. Right, you take Reds because she's pointless. All yeah, right. Well, neither of us would pick a moment so he can have either arm. Okay. So Fantastic. Um... The second moment of mine would be <laughs> when they shoot that at uh on the beach and it just turns its head back towards them yeah. and starts shooting down. Because, like, again, having seen these movies, you know, that are super old, those things are not impressive when you know they're, like, you know, little sets being moved around. They don't move right and stuff. And you get appreciation for them because they're shooting at everybody and they have to, you know, do whatever to, to take them down. But, like, actually seeing one take damage and not just fall over and it doing something cool, like, yeah, that was cool. Like, it was. There's another missed opportunity, though. Something I so wanted to see. Maybe this is because of watching Lord of the Rings and Legolas taking down one of the large elephant things. Mm-hmm. How many people didn't want to see Chirrut, our blind hero, somehow take down one of those things by himself? Oh, my gosh. That would have been over the top. It would have been. It would have been ridiculous to happen. But how many people sitting there in that theater wanted to see that happen? I know I can't be the only one. i tell you what I thought was going to happen is he's walking out there with the stick, and it looked like it had some kind of metal tip on it. I thought a lightsaber <laughs> it was, was going to come. It was a lightsaber. Oh. That's what it was. It was, it was the, the handle to a lightsaber, but yeah. he was not a Jedi, so he had to, like, make the actual saber part out of wood. But that's actually a lightsaber handle. Oh, I, look, okay. I got a good look at it. Yeah, I, I think him taking one down single-handedly would have been... Like the scene where Yoda fights uh, Count Dooku. Yeah. Yes. Count Dooku, yeah. Where you're like, this is cool and all, but why? Why, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, when though? it happens, you're like, that was cool. And then you think about it, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not well, actually It could cool. have been something as simple, though. You saw how many times he deflected, dodged into other things, so they're blast. It could have been something as simple as using something that's around him to deflect one AT-AT's blast into another or something. I mean, it, sure, it could have yeah, been. That would have been cool. It could have been something along those lines where he just whether it's getting lucky or the force is moving him or whatever it is, he was in the right place at the right time and took it all out, took them down, did their thing. That would have that would have worked. Speaking of him and how, you know, over... I, these characters, right, they did, they did a lot of cool things. We finally got to see some stormtroopers kill some main characters, but did it bother anybody else that they didn't actually shoot any of them to death? Everybody got blown up. Every main character that died got blown up. I think K2, yeah, you're right. K2 is blown away. Oh, he's, he's a robot. That's Nobody true. cares about <laughs> What I'm saying is uh, <laughs> they blow him up with a grenade. Uh, the pilot is blown, blown up with, with a grenade. grenade. Yeah. The two two main characters actually you know, die from the nuclear explosion type <laughs> deal. But no stormtroopers actually killed anybody by shooting them. Because the force was protecting them. Did you oh, not that's remember garbage. that scene? That's garbage. Walking across like, the, to 
push the lever? I said going into that movie, I was like, if I don't see a stormtrooper kill somebody, I will lose my mind. And they did. They did kill some people, fair enough. But they didn't shoot anybody to death. And it bothers me. Like, they can't shoot. It's cannon. <laughs> I, just, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand. helmets. They get in the way. You can't aim. How does the Empire last this long without having a sing- single soldier that can kill anybody? That armor is useless. Well, they, they killed really soldiers, is. didn't they? It's useless armor. Well, how does the Rebellion stand up when everybody that's not a main character dies immediately? It's just like, just have a stormtrooper. And the... The one guy with the big gun, what was his name? Base. Yeah, Base. he got shot a bunch of times, but he would not die until they blew him up with a grenade. <laughs> stormtrooper covered in armor. Immediately. Well, that's our problem. Who else's problems in this movie? We, we praised it. There's got to be some problems you have. I honestly didn't care for the two main characters as much as I thought I would. Because, I mean, Jen, I, I understand why she was important to the movie. But I liked all the side characters so much more than her, though. And same thing with Cassie. Cassian? Cassian? Cassian. Cassian. Same thing with Cassian. I liked all the side characters so much more than the main two. I think outside of the things I wish they'd put in, which Mm -hmm. were more for fun or jokes, they were not Mm -hmm. real, I think the only thing that I have a serious complaint about is at eight years old, I walk out of that movie and I know exactly who Han and Luke and Leia and Mm -hmm. Chewie and R2 and 3PO and Ben, I, I can remember every name. Mm-hmm. We're sitting here struggling to remember to names. Remember. Yeah. Okay, that's nothing wrong with that. I, I admit I have a problem with the names. I can't remember any of y'all na- y'all's names right now. <laughs> but I have a problem with names. I'm not very good with them. But these were not easy to remember names. No, they were not. And they did not set them up in such a way in the script to make it easy to remember. And some of them were similar enough. Um, I can remember K2. Yeah, remember K2. But even with that one, a couple of times I went, what was it, KS2 or K2S or... No, it's K2. Okay. Yeah, I had to stop and think about it. Yeah. Um, that that would probably be my only real serious complaint about the movie. Mm-hmm. And that might not be fair, but compared to previous ones, it, it makes it harder to sit around and talk about the movie. You have to talk about the big guy with the big gun, the blind <laughs> the guy, guy yeah. the, gun. the pilot... Um, the girl. Yeah. You, you have to talk about them in a, a descriptive of their role, not their actual yeah. name. That, that being said, I, I did enjoy the main characters. That I, I let me put that out there. Not that I didn't like them. I just liked everyone else a lot more. <laughs> My problem: they introduced death troopers. They were awesome looking. They didn't kill anybody, except for grenades. Couldn't understand them. Like, mm-hmm. True, too. You couldn't. But the same point: where are they now? Rogue One, they were there. They all die on the planet? Well, they were death troopers. They died. <laughs> okay. They introduced new TIE fighters as well. Where are those TIE fighters introduced? Well, I mean, they do specify that they're phasing out um, the robots. So, I mean, you, you can just assume they phased out any of that stuff that's not there anymore. But you figure New Hope took place immediately after. Like, immediately Very after. immediately. <laughs> like, within five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, in any war, too, though, on different fronts, you're going to have different things that you're fighting with. You know, you, you don't put your... Panzer tanks on every front, and then you don't have enough to actually do anything. I see this, and that makes sense, and I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another cool scene. Back to cool scene, not a problem. Back to cool scene. We're talking about all the ships and everything. Yes. When the wave of TIE fighters mm. launch in that final battle. That was cool. So I mean, many. You don't feel so good if you're rooting for the good guys at that moment, yeah. but that was so awesome, watching yeah. that wave after but wave. But even when the rebellion wave. shows up at the end, too, and just... We gotta fight now, and they just all show up and hey, I loved it. Red Five, oh, he's dead. We're gonna need a new pilot for that one. <laughs> uh, that guy's gone. Yeah, I would say for for my moment, it, 
the, that final battle is the best Star mm-hmm. Wars battle on screen. I oh, absolutely. That, that was like 20 minutes of the movie, so it's not really a moment. But that whole scene is just amazing. We get dogfighting and, like, actual... Let me put your Star Destroyer into another scene. If I had to narrow it down to a single scene, it would be the Vader scene in the hallway at the very end. That was the best single, like, moment. See, I still prefer the original dogfight in A New Hope. Probably because he designed it to be, like, a World War I-era dogfight film and everything like that. And you got to focus on just that one part. He had limited budget. He couldn't do much more than that at the time. But because of that, that, that focus being that tight, I still kind of prefer that one. But this one was way cooler. Yeah, but I prefer watching of that the other battle. One. Was just awesome, and that everything had a purpose. You know, the the rebels in space are trying to take down the shield, so there's a purpose to everything. And then them on the ground, they're trying to get the plan so they can broadcast it. Mm-hmm. It was all really cool. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I know we could go for hours and hours talking mm-hmm. about this because a we love Star Wars and b Rogue One was worth it. However, looking at the timer on my little iPad here, we have 43 seconds to go. Nice. So, <laughs> Good job, everybody. Good job. Yeah, three seconds each. Any last comments? It was awesome. You used it up. Sorry. Awesome. awesome. Good. Loved it. Excellent. All right. Any last questions for us for next time? Yes. If George Lucas came to you and said, I want to do another Star Wars movie, would you let him? And we're not answering now. I can see it. Just people wanting to. Until next time, this is John Paul. Be man. And everybody else Mm -hmm. saying thanks for listening.